Welcome to the Fresh Start Church Podcast, where we exist to influence a nation with revival. Here you'll find preached messages from our pastors. We pray that the spirit of revival is imparted to you as you listen. To watch live, check us out on YouTube or visit our website at freshstartaz.com. And to stay connected with us, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. I'm going to be speaking this morning on a a message that I call Diffusing the Concealable Swirl. It's time for the sons and the daughters of God. It's time for the church to shine and to shout in the nations of the earth. Come on, Americans. Before I forget, I want to welcome some guests that we have. We have some Canadians in the house today. Can y'all wave at everybody? They visited us two years ago. A lot has happened in Canada and America in the last two years. We're glad they let you out to come down here. Amen. Yes. Kindred spirit. They were with us. It was pre, pre-COVID. In the, you went home and you had to stay home for a long time. And they're with us today. Come on. And we love y'all and we love your spirit and God's doing mighty things. And they have some visitors they brought with them from California. What part of California? Huh? Clovis? Is that North Central? Fresno. Come on, give it up for pretty much Central California. Lift your hands, California. Lift your hands. We just flew back in from California just on Saturday. That was yesterday. Was it? Or Friday? Whenever it was, we came back. Yep, Friday night. Hallelujah. California, you will see. You will see recompense for everything that has been taken from you. Not just in the last two years, but the last many years. Because of the wells of revival that are deep within the the soil and the atmosphere of that territory and those territories, the Jesus people movement, Azusa Street, the evangelical uh, outreaches, the, 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 I don't know, I'm forgetting all of them, but there's many uh, that are there. Amy Simple McPherson, come on, gospel campaigns. Uh, the list is long. Many, many, many deep wells um, in that state. You will see a recompense. God is going to vindicate And because you have been harassed by the enemy, because we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, it is is the ranks of darkness that we war against, you're going to see a blossom and a blooming California. You're going to see it. So don't you give up. You don't you give up. Don't you give up. Because you understand the harder that you've had to fight, the hell that you've had to go through, the principalities that you've had to face, yes, even in the faces of your government, God is going to redeem, God is going to restore, God is going to bring restitution and recompense and vindication. And I'm telling you, the wells of revival are going to spring forth again. It will go from west to east, west to east, west to east, as it did even in the early 1900s, the Lord would say, the fire will yet burn again. Receive it, California. Sean, lay your hands on them. Sean, lay your hands on them. Impart to them now in the name 
name of Jesus, revival anointing, revival anointing in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray you strengthen them, strengthen their resolve, strengthen their resolve in the name of Jesus. And Canada, we speak over you the blessing of the Lord. Canada, arise and shine. For the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Lord, I thank you for these two voices that are represented even in this house today. That they stand with many other righteous voices in the nation, in the soil, and in the territory of Canada. And we thank you, God, that their voices and their cry have not rung empty. Oh, and hollow. But it is reverberated. The Bible says in Romans 8, 19, for the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. The earth is groaning for the sons of God, sons and daughters of God, for his children to arise. It's time. It's time. Diffusing the concealable swirl we must be in these days as the sons of Issachar, discerning the times. The sons of Issachar were a tribe in Israel, part of Israel, and they were the discerners. Are you with me? They were the discerners. You know, I'm gonna let you be seated. Go ahead, be seated. Thank y'all. Give them a hand clap. Give them a hand clap. Come on. They appreciate you more than that. It was just they're tired, you know. They were. they were discerners of the times. We, church, body of Christ, must understand the times that we are living in. Somebody say yes. They would discern the times as Israel moved forward. Somebody shout forward. And they would discern not, of course, from the natural, even though, you know, there's an element of that, but they would discern from the spirit, yes, from the spirit. In this day, in this age that we live in, we need a special intel from the Lord, amen? Amen, a special intelligence, a special intel from the Lord on how to navigate the times so that nations um, can move forward. Now, <clears throat> I will speak to America today, but because we have Canada and maybe some other nations in the room, and I know watching online, this applies to the nations of the earth. Every nation needs the church within that nation to be discerning of the times, amen? And I'm telling you across this great 
nation of America and Canada and every other nation of the earth, there is a blood-bought church that is interceding, that is crying out to God. We are getting close to the heart of our Heavenly Father, and He is amplifying His voice in our spiritual ears, and we are gaining a higher intelligence, and the enemy would want to come up and make us think it's this, it's that, it's like this, it's like that, but because we have ascended, and because we have had the voice of the Father and the Spirit in our spiritual ears, we look at what the enemy is saying, or even hear what the enemy is saying, and we say, oh, no, 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 that may be how it looks in the natural, but we have a higher intel, we have a higher discernment, we have a higher level of knowledge, and what my Bible says is that I serve a God that doesn't need to be defended, and I serve a God that knows everything from beginning to end, that I serve a God that doesn't dwell in time, but he dwells in eternity, and he can be in time, but be out of time. He can be at the beginning and at the end of time simultaneously. He doesn't have to ask questions because he knows everything. He knows every question. He understands everything. He's everywhere at the same time. This is the God that we serve. He is holy. He is righteous. And the glory is the manifestation of who he is. So I speak to the American church, the Canadian church, and any other nation. I speak to the church and I say, do not stop bowing to fear. Stop bowing to the intelligence of the enemy and get the higher intelligence of the supernatural realm because this is what we follow. This is the cadence that we march to. That's the cadence that we march to. I, I, I concerned and, 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 and uh, I'm concerned at believers that are marching to the cadence of the natural. There is a higher sound. There is a higher beat. There is a higher rhythm. There is a higher intelligence that we march to. Come on. Mm. So the church in, in all nations must have this special intel from the Lord as the sons of Issachar. And basically what the sons of Issachar would be consult, they would be consulted by the other tribes, especially Judah, uh, especially Judah, the tribe of Judah, because Judah went forth. Come on first. Come on, somebody. Judah went forth first. And so the sons of Issachar would come around them and offer intelligence and offer higher, higher intel from the spirit of the Lord because they discerned the times. Hear this Judah, because we are Judah, but we are also Issachar in these times that we live in, that as we march, because the only way that we go is forward. Come on, somebody. The only way we go, that's what the kingdom does. Come on. We are not in neutral. Shove your neighbor and say, you can't stay in neutral. Not if you're in this house. You can't stay in neutral. We only march forward. And Judah goes first, first with praise. Judah goes first with a high praise, as my husband was saying. But we have desire. 
discernment around us, the spirit like the sons of Issachar had to know the times. And what is the value of that? The value is that as we are moving forward, we know when to sidestep. Come on. We know when to do this. We know when to do that. We know when to do this. Come on, somebody. We know when to do this. We know when to do this. Come on, because we discern the times. And this tribe of the sons of Issachar, they helped Judah and the other tribes as they were moving forward. They helped them navigate the, 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 the land and the territories and the decisions that needed to be made. They helped Israel move forward into victory and forward into prosperity. I say, United States of America, you are moving forward in victory and in prosperity. And as the church is being the church in this nation and other nations of the earth, we can avoid and we can diffuse and we can, can annihilate and dismantle any sabotage of the enemy if we learn how to discern the times. Amen? But like Stephen in the midst of extreme persecution, because there is going to be extreme warfare and extreme persecution, we must fix our gaze on Jesus so that our face can shine with the glory of God. Like Moses who was so close to the presence of God, his face would shine. We too must draw near with confidence in order to shine with the glory. Because it's in the shining of the presence of God and the glory of God that we reveal Jesus and that darkness is exposed. Come on. And I'm telling you, darkness is being exposed today all across this people planet. Can I tell you today that God has never lost a battle? Can I tell you that he is undefeated? Some of us have been in church for so long and we hear these kinds of things that it goes right over. But we forget the depth and the power and the magnitude of the God that we serve. He is undefeated. Last week we celebrated the resurrection. Was that last week? A lot has happened. Come on somebody. And I'm telling you, even on day one, when Jesus was killed and buried, it was not a defeat, it was a victory. And I'm going to tell you what I told our mantled students last Tuesday. Some of you are living in day one when you should be living in day three. You see, Jesus, when they, give me some more monitor, when they, get, when they crucified Jesus on the cross, Jesus wasn't defeated. He didn't say it is finished because I'm finished dying. He said it has been completed. You're not getting what I'm saying. Some of you are living in day one, acting like you've been defeated. But Jesus paid the price on day two and resurrected on day three so that you can live a life and a a Christian walk of victory. Now the people up top, up top of the grave, they were mourning, which wasn't a bad thing. 
They were mourning for Jesus. They were mourning because he was gone. Y'all look at me, but Jesus was busy. He was busy taking the keys back of death, hell, and the grave. What are you busy doing about your situation? Are you mourning or are you busy using the keys of the kingdom of heaven? Because you see, Jesus knew. He may not have understood everything. He was, when, he, when he died, he was God and man. But when he got down into the depths of darkness, the glory of God was all over him because the glory of God was getting ready to bust him out of that grave. And the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you and can raise you up out of that situation. You need to shout. You need to shout. As our God has never lost and he's not going to start now. So even though it may not look like it, There's a lot of darkness that's being exposed around the world. There's a lot of warfare. There's a lot lot of warfare. If you're a revivalist, you you got a target on you. Are you with me? But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We have to shine and reveal Jesus so darkness can be exposed. I need a church, we need a church, not just Fresh Start, but the church, to shine and reveal Jesus so darkness can be exposed. Because when we do that, we gather in times like this and then we go out into our places of influence, we take the presence of God with us. And you've heard me say this before, but when the presence of God manifests, there is a supernatural pressure that comes with it. Are you with me? How do I know that? Because the glory has weight with it. I'll try it again because I deserved a louder amen. Look, everywhere I travel, they don't amen like fresh start. So when I preach here, I'm going to pull the amen out of you. Come on. But when the presence of God manifests, there is a pressure that comes with it. It is a spiritual pressure. It is a supernatural pressure because there is a weightiness to the glory of God. So in America, Canada, wherever, whatever nation, the pressure of the presence of God must increase. No one, hear me now, and no one else but the church is responsible for making that happen. no one else except the church can make that happen. Are you with me? Gatherings like we are having here today and all across this nation and the nations of the earth like we're going to have next weekend with doorkeepers of Revival Weekend where possibly people are traveling. They've already called and told us they were making their plane reservations. They're going to be here with us next weekend. The body of Christ is coming together. Are you with me? The body of Christ is coming together. The body of Christ as we gather and we get the impartation of the glory of God. There is a weight of glory that comes 
is upon us and as we take a step out into our places of influence we take the presence of Jesus with us and the presence of Jesus creates a pressure that manifests in this natural realm that no devil in hell can withstand no strategy of hell can withstand why? because the people of God the sons and the daughters of God are arising with the weighty glory and everywhere that we walk everywhere that we drive JJ drives all over this valley and this city and he has the presence of Jesus and the glory of God on him his job requires that he drive all over this city and he speaks the word of God and he prophesies over the territories oh hear the word of the Lord the weighty glory of God is coming to the nations and the pressure is going to push 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 on the darkness you hear me America you hear me America the church is arising in this nation and we are walking in the glory the weighty glory and the presence of God is pushing and exposing darkness in this nation shout if you believe it So I'm telling you, don't you underestimate when we come together like this. It absolutely infuriates me when people talk against the gathering of the church. Well, the church has left the building. Well, awesome. Awesome. And we need, we're going to leave the building here in about three hours. Come on, somebody. And then you go do your job. But there's something happening when we come together. We are in a radiation of the glory and the power and the presence of God. And it's a weightiness that we take out of this place to release the face of Jesus, the presence of Jesus, the pressure of his glory. And hell is nervous. Come on. Come on, America. Come on, Canada. Hell is nervous. I said, hell is nervous. That's why we're seeing all the nonsense and hearing all the nonsense. Because hell is nervous because it has been exposed. And when it is exposed, it's just a matter of time. The sons and the daughters of God are arising for such a time as this. So I'm telling you. Gatherings like this, and the coming together, and it may be masses, hundreds like today, or thousands, or it may be two or three. Come on. So the Bible says we're two or three. It's going to increase. I'm telling you, it's going to increase. While we still have the liberty to do so, help me, in order to keep the liberty to do so. to increase the pressure of his presence. And so this increase of presence and pressure brings a light. And this light puts a pressure on darkness. How many know light puts pressure on darkness? Come on. Causing exposure. And so in this hour, God needs his church to discern, to rise and to shine. Not to remain silent in the face of darkness. Help me, y'all. 
for such a time as this. Y'all with me? It's time to shine and it's time to shout. Come on. I'll try it again. It's time to shine and it's time to shout. To display the glory of God and lift your voice. Cry loud and spare not. Come on. Shine and shout. The times demand our upward focus. And the times demand our voices of righteousness. A revival in the church must become normal again. Are you with me? As it was in the book of Acts. Hallelujah. We must penetrate darkness with light. There is hope for our nation and the nations of the earth. Jesus is the hope. And we, his church, are the facilitators of that hope. Are you with me? So the pressure of his presence puts pressure on darkness because his presence is light. Everybody shout light. Everybody shout light. And there's no competition once the presence is released. There's no competition. I still believe, I still believe that things that the demonic has set in order in the nations of the earth, ours and other nations of the earth, that as the church arises, I'll read these scriptures in a moment, and shines with the glory of God, the weighty pressure of God, that as we arise, as we shine and as we shout, use our voices. Come on. I still believe that any, any trajectory that the domain of darkness has set the nations on, I believe as long as the church is in this earth, that we can shift it with our prayer. We can shift it with our decrees. We can shift it because we are carriers of the glory of God. We are carriers of the presence of God. Yes? Mm, come on. And you know, the light of the church is going to get brighter and brighter. As we discern the times and draw near to his presence, we will shine in the midst of darkness. Shine and shout. All right. So we got to stop wasting time, redeem the time. We got to occupy. The only thing allowing darkness to remain is a church that refuses to shine and shout. Come on. A voice that remains silent and a heart that will not get up underneath the glory. I ask us today, how can they see if the lamp is hidden? Come on. How can they hear if the preacher is silent? I'll try it again. How can they see if the lamp is hidden? Come on, secret Christian. Come on, come on. How can they see if the lamp is hidden and how can they hear if the preacher is silent? I say it's time to arise and shine. It's time to lift up our voice like a trumpet. You say, we've been doing that a lot. We're going to do it at another level, Fresh Start. <clears throat> it's time to put the pressure on the domain of darkness, yes? So I take you to Isaiah chapter 1, verse 3. I'm going to read some scriptures diffusing the concealable swirl. Diffusing the concealable swirl. Isaiah 60, verse 1 through 3, arise and shine. Shout at your neighbor as loud as you can. Make them deaf if you're not already. No, I'm kidding. No one is. Just tell them it's time to arise and shine. Come on, seriously. Seriously. For your light has come. And the glory, the weighty pressure and presence of the Lord is risen on you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and the deep darkness, the people. The darkness is going to cover the earth and the deep darkness, the people. But the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen on you. The Gentiles shall come and the heathen shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. They're going to come to the light and they're going to 
come to the brightness. Come on. I said they're going to come to the light. They're going to come to the brightness. Now let's take this down from a national scale to a personal scale this morning. Those who you work around, those who you live around, they're going to come to the light and they're going to come to the brightness. You say they just ignore me. No, they don't ignore you. They may try to act like they ignore you, but your light is too bright and your shout is too loud. Your light is too bright and your shout is too loud. They may act like they're ignoring you, but you hear what I'm about to say. As soon as things hit rock bottom, as soon as that thing takes a turn for the worse, they're going to look for the one who has the loudest shout and the brightest light. So I say keep shining and keep shouting. Because they're going to come to your light and the brightness of your rising. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18. The path of the righteous, the just, is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until it reaches its full strength and glory in the perfect day. John 1, 5, the light shines where? In the darkness, hallelujah. And the darkness has not overcome it. Did you get that? Did you get that? The darkness has not overcome it. Ephesians 5, 13, but when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. Uh All right, come on. Come on, shine and shout. Anything exposed by the light, all you have to do is walk up in there. And all of a sudden, there's a pressure that comes because the glory is in. There's a light that shines because you've been in the face of Jesus. Come on, somebody. I know you feel defeated. I know you feel like it's not shifting. I know you feel like they're not listening to you. But you understand this. It is not a battle that you are fighting it is a spiritual battle you just keep getting in the face of Jesus so his face can shine on your face you just keep listening to the voice of the father so you get the intel of the father and you just keep raising your voice and speaking the word of God because it will not return void come on Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. Hallelujah. Come on. I got to hurry, but that's worth reading again. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. We prophesy that to the nations. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them a light has shone. Luke chapter 8, verse 16 and 17. No one lights a lamp and hides it. And the clay jar puts it under a bed. Instead, they put it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed. There is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed. And nothing concealed. I'm preaching to you this morning about diffusing the concealable swirl. Nothing that has been concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. Just to make the devil mad, I'm going to say that again. 
There is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed. And there is nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. No matter what. No matter what. It can be in the church, it can be outside the church, it can be in the nation, it can be in your home. Come on, somebody. Nothing hidden, nothing concealed. It's going to be brought into the open. I said it's going to be brought into the open. Our God is talked about in 1 Timothy chapter 6. He possesses immortality and lives in an unapproachable light who no man has ever seen or can see. So to him... Be honor and eternal power and dominion. Amen. It's time to shine. It's time to shout. Isaiah says that it is a dense darkness. A dense darkness. That word dense can mean impenetrable. Y'all say it. Thank you. I usually don't have problem talking, but for some reason that wouldn't come out. Like Egypt's ninth plague, I believe it was, we read about in Exodus chapter 10, verse 23, I believe that this dense darkness that is covering the earth could possibly be like that plague where it said no one could see anyone else or move about for three days. Yet all the Israelites had light in the places where they lived. All the Israelites had light in Goshen, y'all. There's going to be light in your home, and it's not going to be the, the, the light switch or the power switch. It's going to be supernatural. It's going to be glory. It's going to be glory because the glory has a weight, and the weight puts a pressure ah, on the darkness. The glory has a light, and the light exposes darkness. And so I think maybe what Isaiah could be talking about there that this in, in, in Isaiah 60 is that, that this dense darkness is, could possibly be like this uh, ninth plague here because some believe that this darkness in the ninth plague of, of Egypt against Pharaoh and the Egyptians was a supernatural darkness <clears throat> that even artificial light could not penetrate. Now, I tend to believe that. And I don't mess anybody up. I actually don't care if I mess anybody up. But I, I tend to believe that because if it had not been that way, if they could light a lamp and penetrate the darkness, then any of their magicians, then they could have done it on their own. But the Bible says that no one could see anyone else or move about for three days. They were, they were, they were captivated, they were captured in dense darkness. I, I tend to believe that this was a supernatural darkness, are you with me, that had penetrated. No one else could move, but there was light in the land of Goshen or where the Israelites were dwelling. The, the Lord made a marked difference between Egypt and between Goshen. Come on. 
Goshen is the place where the Israelites lived. Wave at me if you know what I'm talking about. The Lord made a marked difference. The home of the Israelites burned with the light of his presence in their midst and illuminated their territory. It was undeniable that God was fighting for them. I'm going to pause there and let you praise because every nation on this earth, it is going to be a They are going to be made aware, whatever nation it is, America, Canada, Africa, whatever, Australia, they are going to be made aware that God Almighty is fighting for his people. Because his people are responsible for bringing his presence and it is his presence that draws the lost. And as long as we are in this earth, that is our assignment is to get his presence so that the lost can take away their hard hearts and God give them a heart of flesh. Are you hearing? It will be known to the atheists. How? And I heard Carl. Come on, Carl. When, we, when they stopped the music and I heard him. And some of y'all may not know this. If you've been around long enough, you've heard his testimony. Raise your hand, Carl. Turn around. Just bellow at them. Come on, right now. he was an atheist but some of you may not realize this he was an atheist you hear me now whatever darkness the grip that darkness has had on the people the light is beginning to penetrate and as it penetrated the heart of Carl it will penetrate the heart of an atheist across this nation and the nations of the earth because the church is arising and shining and we are shouting the praises of our God and as we do the weighty glory puts a pressure on the darkness the light that penetrated his heart will penetrate the heart of millions of atheists across this nation you know why? because we're going to shine and we're going to shout Because this light penetrates that darkness. Carl's testimony and many others sitting in this room today may not have professed to be atheists, but you were living for the devil. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. But that light penetrated that dense darkness. There is the light that can penetrate that dense darkness of evil. The light of the glory of God. And it's going to shine on God's people in no other time let our lives do we need, see the need to shine and shout as we do now in this hour that looks very dark because there's a harvest of souls in our nation and the nations of the world that the spiritual darkness has created a swirl of confusion and chaos in which many cannot see their way out. The only hope is a church that shines and shouts. Come on. Now, here I go. 
diffusing the concealable squirrel. You say, what message were you preaching? No, it'll all fit. I can't say prophetically, because this is going to be very prophetic today. I use that word with great respect. Uh, In totality, that I understand everything the Lord is speaking. But I do feel like that he's giving me enough confirmations to share what I'm getting ready to share, the remainder of this, that what I just got through sharing was a setup for this. Prophetic message, and once again, I use that word respectfully, for the church, our nation, Canada, the nations of the earth, for the churches in this nation, for your family. Come on, somebody. There are demonic strategies that have been set in motion to sabotage people, to sabotage families, to sabotage churches, and to sabotage nations. Amen? It's happening on a personal, corporate, and national levels. Personal, corporate, and national levels. The manifestation in homes and even in churches is indicative of a national strongholds. That was good. Sabotage, demonic strategy set in motion. Everybody say set in motion. To sabotage families, churches, people, nations. Sabotage, when something is sabotaged, it is an underhanded interference with deliberate intention to destroy, to disrupt, to damage by secret means, to disable, to cripple, to violate, to vandalize, to neutralize. Come on, somebody. To render ineffective, to reduce to useless fragments and ultimately just to defeat and to destroy. The spirit that has been set in motion, these strategies, is a spirit of destruction. Come on. Those of you who answered this altar call today, you, were, you got free from that in Jesus' name. The devil will not destroy your home. This spirit of destruction works on a personal level, on a family level. It works in churches to destroy churches. It works against revivals. Come on. It works against, against uh, 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 nations and on national levels. The deep roots of sabotage must be exposed because it is affecting families, churches, and nations. It is time to shine and to shout. Now, this I just said to you just now is not a deep revelation given that we know that the Bible says that the devil comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. However, it is a point, this spirit of destruction, that we can, it can no longer be ignored by a passive American church, come on, or any other nation that is content with their own pleasable, that's not a word, but I made it one, and plausible press. Help me somebody. I say we're passive because we're content with our own plausible press. We're, com- we're, just, we're just content with that. Keeping, we're keeping the light hidden and we're keeping our voices subdued. Help me somebody. In other words, it's time in this season for the church to shine and to speak and to shout and to penetrate the darkness as never before. Yesterday I was texted this picture, the first picture of the drag church or whatever there. Can you put that up, please? Uh, so leave that up for just. Uh, there 
and I'll let you just read the verbiage that is on this, is going to be happening in um, South Carolina in May and uh, drag me to church. I'm just going to let that stay up there a moment. Now, there's so many things that I could put up there, but this was just texted to me yesterday, and I was like, Lord, I said, Lord, help us to wake up. We can no longer be passive and content with our own press, making ourselves feel good about ourselves with the little bitty tiny bit that we're doing. Come on, somebody. I'm not out to demean. I'm not out to demean anything, any steps forward that you're making, whether you be personal or be a pastor or be corporate, whatever. I'm not demeaning that, but I am telling you, in the day that we live in, we must discern the times. It is time to shine and it is time to shout. It is time to bring the weighty glory, the pressure against, come on, somebody. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against the ranks of the enemy. Amen? And so, I go to to Esther chapter 4, verse 14. We're going to connect the dots here. Because it's time to shine and it's time to shout. We cannot remain silent. Mordecai told Esther, if you remain completely silent at this time, Relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews or for the nation from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. It's time to diffuse the concealable swirl. Are you ready to go deeper? On March the 27th, I had a dream. And I don't remember the dream, but awakening out of the dream, I heard these words. I don't think it was audible, but it was so very strong in my spirit and in my, even in my ears, if you you say, uh, that it was very, very distinct. And I've learned from past experiences. I don't have too many experiences like that, but I have had a couple like this. And I know that when I hear things like that, that almost seems audible, that it is the spirit of the Lord that is speaking and trying to open up my understanding. Can you say amen? And so out of this dream that I can't remember the dream, but I remember this two words, a cultable swirl a cultable swirl. If I wrote that out, put it up there, PowerPoint person. A cultable swirl. A cultable swirl. And so it was very distinct, and I was unfamiliar with the word occult. I didn't even know it was, I didn't even know if it was a word. And so I looked it up. I was in my prayer time, you know, gotten up early. I was in my prayer time. And before I forgot it, forgot it. I wrote it down and I looked it up. It is not an English word, but it is a French word, best of my uh, 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 research, that means concealable, concealable, occultable, concealable. It means concealable, meaning to keep from being observed or discovered. To hide. And so, so, so I woke up and this occultable swirl was in my, my, my spiritual ears, in my mind. And it says concealable to keep from being discovered to hide. It means it carries the meaning of a retractable light 
that can be in, go back within itself, but yet come out to do work within the body is literally how it is stated. Uh, light, I believe, indicative here spiritually of influence. Are you with me? So it carries the meaning of the retractable, able to draw back within itself light or influence, enabling it to work with that influence. Are you with me? See, some of y'all didn't think I was going to go here. Come on, somebody. The devil is going to be exposed today. <laughs> Obviously, not demeaning our intelligence today, but just for emphasis, swirl is defined as a rotating combination of things, usually giving way to confusion and chaos. Come on. Because of all of the components that are happening at the same time. The swirl. Are you with me? Uh, so we have a concealable, something that does not want to be discovered and that is hiding, that is causing a confusion and a chaos by the swirl. The Holy Spirit said occultable swirl, concealable swirl. A concealed influence that is creating a swirl that and swirls have the intent of sabotage. Are you with me? It is a twisting, it is a coiling, it is an ab agitating, it causes fear, it causes doubt. Because anytime there is a disorder, because swirls cause disorder, it puts a challenge to order. Hallelujah. You may or may not remember, some of you have joined us since, on this journey since the beginning of 2020, but before pre-COVID and all of the mess that broke out in this nation and the nations of the earth, the Lord spoke to us in a small pr staff prayer meeting and said everything is getting ready to be challenged. It, the Holy Spirit said this was pre-COVID. We didn't even know the word existed. And the Holy Spirit spoke and he said everything is getting ready to be challenged. And he spoke this, a swirl of sound is getting ready to be released. I can't get no help up in here. Yeah, that's what the Holy Spirit said. That's what the Holy Spirit spoke. Pre-COVID, pre-everything, pre-all of the racial tension pre all of the election this and that the Holy Spirit said everything is getting ready to be challenged fresh start those of you who've been marching with us these last two years we didn't lay down our swords we didn't silence our mouth we didn't back off we held 21 days of fasting and prayer we decreed and we declared over this nation and are still decreeing and declaring over this nation we will not stop you know why because the only thing that's going to diffuse the swirl of the demonic is the shining and the shouting of a church that has been in the glory and that arises for such a time as this. So this, this, this sabotage is this underhanded inference. It wants to disable. And you know what? Innocent people, when we have seen this happen over the last two years in this nation and nation of the earth, innocent people get caught up in it and they get sidelined and they get sidetracked. You bring this down from a national level to a personal level. Forget about all the things that we've been hearing about the last two years, but you, you apply this to your life. That sabotage, that swirl comes in so it can get you sidelined and sidetracked because it wants to, it wants to interrupt the order, the order and the cadence of heaven in your life and get you listening to the cadence of hell and the cadence of, uh, 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 of the confusion. I refuse to listen to 
to the cadence of confusion. I will only hear the intel and the download from the sound of the throne of heaven. Somebody needs to get a righteous anger up in this place because your babies have been suffering. Your nation has been suffering. Canada has been suffering. Australia has been suffering. Not with a virus, but with an oppression of the wicked one because he doesn't want to see the worship and the praise of God's people ascend. But I got news for hell today that we are arising and shining and the glory of the Lord is upon us and we are putting a pressure on darkness. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. I'm telling you, the amazing privilege to be able to go to different places in this nation here in the last bit. And I see believers and we hear believers and we hear the church, be it in smaller numbers or larger numbers, and they are crying aloud and they are sparing not. They are lifting up their voices. They are calling on the glory of God. And I'm telling you, the glory of God is filling this nation. I say, America, don't give up. Don't buy the lie. Don't listen to the cadence of the enemy. Don't get sidelined. Come on. Don't get sidetracked. Hear the word of the Lord. So Esther reveals Haman. So I'm not going to go deep into the story. Most of you know your Bible well. If you're here and you don't, I I understand that. I'll tell a little bit of the story, but you can read the book of Esther. It's not very long in the Old Testament. It was an amazing book, prophetic book, amazing uh, real story that happened. But she reveals Haman. Haman operated as an occultable swirl. Haman operated in a concealable swirl. His position concealed his true ambition. And his true ambition was sabotage the Jewish nation. His position allowed him from being discovered because the king was on his side. He was able to have movement or influence light inside to accomplish the swirl of confusion on the outside. Are y'all ready for this? In short, the nation, of uh, the Jewish nation was at extreme risk of destruction, sabotage, and annihilation. Nobody was exempt because Haman had his evil influence and had the king put a decree forth and sealed it with the king's ring. Are you with me? And this decree was put forth to kill every Jew, to kill an entire nation, annihilate. He was a wicked, evil man. He was driven by lust for control and power. Proverbs says, a worthless person, a wicked man, goes about with perverse, crooked speech, constantly lying, winking with his eyes, signaling with his feet, pointing his finger. Perverted heart devises plots, continually sowing discord. Constantly stirring up trouble. Hang on. Wickedness is the state of a mental disregard for righteousness and truth and honor. Pride, vanity lead to this. 
The Bible says that righteousness and justice is the foundation of God's throne. This wicked man, this concealable swirl named Haman was given promotion in the kingdom of which Esther, come on somebody, was queen. He made a legal decree to annihilate her nation. He set something in motion, don't miss that, to annihilate the nation. A swirl. And the only thing that could diffuse that swirl was one who had greater authority. <laughs> diffuse is to scatter, to disseminate, to separate. You see, that's what happens, Fresh Start, when we intercede every week around here, multiple times for our nation. We are scattering and thinning the ranks of the demonic. Disseminate, separating. If we do not pray, if we do not decree, if we do not intercede, then this causes the order of the demonic to become stronger. But as the church prays, it diffuses the order of the demonic and releases the order of the kingdom. This is why when you come in here, to, uh, Sunday, Wednesday, Gap, whatever, because uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a mantle of intercession for this nation uh, and the nations of the earth, but specifically America, on this house. Do not grow weary in crying out because every time that we do, we are weakening the rank and the order of the enemy. Diffusing, diffusing. Hallelujah, I'm hurry. So this decree of Haman was rooted deeply and sealed with the authority of the king. In the natural, it was a done deal. In the natural. The swirl of sabotage had been set in motion and was on a trajectory to destroy a nation. So Mordecai tells Esther in chapter four, verse 14, 14 being a very significant number, that you can't remain silent, Esther. It's time to shine. It's time to shout. It's time to release glory. It's time to decree. Stay with me. At the beginning of 2020, the Lord dealt with me about the number 14. Some of you may remember, I put that forth in a message at the beginning of 2020. And 14 represents the completion, it, let me just sum it up like this, a completion of something that is set in motion. Are you with me? The number 14 represents basically a completion of something that is set in motion. The number 14, get this, is found 22 times in the Bible. We all know how significant that is. The number 14 in the Hebraic alphabet is the, excuse me, Hebraic alphabet equivalent of the name David. Hallelujah. It is the number for Passover. It is the day of Purim. And there are some other things there. Now, a week or so ago, I was able to go, a couple of us or so were able to go to Washington, D.C. and was privileged to stand on the National Mall and pray and prophesy and to decree. I preach some of what I'm preaching to you now, not all of it. Uh, preach, I preach some of what I'm preaching to you now, not all of it. But the day that I preached was April the 14th. That was significant by the one who had put it together and Esther 414. But I bring this to you today because what the Lord spoke to me was I felt like that our intercession, not only on that day, but I decree every time that we intercede, is uprooting and overturning and diffusing strategies, plans, curses, and assignments of the enemy. Let me finish. That is strategic. So I felt the Lord say 
that is, has been strategically rooted in our nation even 14 years ago. I know you're doing math right now. So let me help you. Remember the number 14 is something set in motion 14 years ago. I felt the Lord say will be of sabotage and it's going to be diffused by the prayers of the church. And I'm speaking specifically to the United States of America today about our country. I did some research and I'm going to, I'm going to give you some confirmations here in just a moment. I don't, y'all know I can preach all kinds of different ways, but for me to share something like this, and I even checked it off my husband this morning, which we, we do that, but we don't do it all the time. But I said, I just wanted you to hear what I'm getting ready to share uh, for accountability but here's what I feel. I feel, I know the Lord spoke that to me and I have confirmation that he said, yes, even 14 years ago, something that was deeply rooted in our nation that set a swirl in motion and is to be completed. Are you, are you with me? So it's obviously 2008 and your mind is running wild right now. So let me just give you some things that happened in the year 2008. There in January, and correct me if I'm wrong, for those of you from the middle mid, Midwest or whatever, there were 70 five tornado outbreaks in January. Am I wrong? But is January like not a right month to have tornadoes? Come on, Oklahoma people. Okay. So January is not like a month to have tornado outbreaks. Did you hear the first scripture that I read this morning that the earth is groaning for the sons and the daughters to arise? I believe that even in 2008 and even up to now, everything that has been happening in the natural disasters and all of the things that the earth is groaning and the earth is speaking loudly to the church. You hear me now. The earth in this nation is speaking loudly to the church. It's time to rise and shine and shout and speak forth. Even the earth knows things better than we do. Even the earth is not preoccupied with the American dream. Even the earth is not preoccupied with the press that the church has set up. The earth is saying, look, there's a swirl of the demonic and only your voice and only your light is going to bring order back to this have I been preaching like two and a half hours yet good in February spiritually significant the Giants defeated the Patriots in Phoenix Arizona by the way Giants this is spiritually speaking Giants defeated the Patriots in 2008 in March California was the second state to legalize same-sex marriage. Only Massachusetts had legalized, at this point, same-sex marriage. In June, after 30 years as Microsoft chairman, Bill Gates steps down to concentrate on the Gates Foundation. In July, there was an earthquake in Los Angeles, California. I believe it was a 5.5 magnitude earthquake. In August, John McCain chooses Sarah Palin as his running mate for the Republican ticket for the, uh, 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 the presidential election for that year. Uh, in November, uh, uh, Barack Obama and Joe Biden are elected as president and vice president in November of that year. And in November of that year, something came out about a Disney revival. Are you with me? A Disney revival. In other words, it was a 
a span of time where Disney was trying to revive what, uh, you're not hearing what I'm saying, revive itself, a Disney revival. Now, I'm not going to reread that list for the sake of time, but if you would think about some of the things that I just mentioned right there, you will see that some of the names, some of the faces, even Disney itself are resurfacing in 2022, 14 years later. You hear the word of the Lord. Something set in motion that is to be completed. But you see what the enemy never plays his cards with the right way is he doesn't count on a remnant, a remnant, a remnant, a remnant, a remnant, a remnant, a remnant that looks weak, a remnant that looks insignificant, a remnant that doesn't even look like they could push a flyover, much less push a nation into victory. That's what the enemy, he doesn't count on the voice and the shout and the shining of the glory of God coming through a remnant that shifted Esther's nation, that shifted God's nation time after time. And it is going to, in 2022, shift the nation of the United States of America. You need to lift a loud shout in this place. Hang on, because it gets more interesting. Because I, I, I share this kind of stuff with great caution. And so, as I was typing this message out to preach in D.C., part of it, not all that I preached today, the cultable swirl, I was in my office. All, some, most of us were in the offices. And... Um, uh, we're sitting there, and Sam and Kayla are standing in the, in the four-year office out there, and I'm in my office, he's in his office. Um, Jessica was the only spiritual one. She was in the prayer center. Come on, somebody. So, yeah. And all of a sudden, uh, it had been windy that day, but all of a sudden I hear that we begin to hear this, it's like a roar, like a roar. And I'm like, my word, this wind is really, you know. I mean, look, we have boring weather here. Come on. You know, just, we like it that way. Come on. Hot, we'll deal with that. You take your snow. Come on. You take your tornado. Come on, somebody. We'll deal with hot. And it kept getting louder and louder and louder. And for those of you from the Midwest, it sounded like a freight train. And the reason why it sounded like a freight train, put that picture up there, is because there was a dust devil, a swirl, leave it there, that touched down on our offices the moment that I was preparing this word. Now, when you drive out, you'll see that it's still like that because the insurance stuff is going to take care of it. Glory to God. Now, if you've lived here in Phoenix long enough, you see these a lot, but they typically, I've been here 25 years, seen enough of them. They stir from a place of a lot of dust because they're dust devils, dust demons, dirt, whatever. This came from the north side of our offices over here, which is, which is landscaped. It touched nowhere else around uh, uh, our offices. No other house came right over our offices, touched down while I was preparing this word. Show the next slide. And literally, it is alignment. You can't see it as much, but that is my office right there. Those windows are my office. You tell me that the Lord is not speaking.
Now, for some of you, that's not enough. So when we landed in D.C. and I did this part of the message, I began to talk about this that you're looking at, the dust devil that touched on the office. As soon as I did, the organizer of this event jumps up. He's very Pentecostal. Come on, somebody. Jumps up. And he's like going around, around to the people there in the front of the tent as we were in David's tent. And he's like, and we didn't know what was happening, you know. But before we landed, my God, it felt like we were landing in it, by the way. A whirlwind had just blown through the National Mall before we landed in Washington, D.C. Power went out. They had to shut things down. Are you, are you with me? For some of you, that's still not enough. Got a text while I was still in D.C. from Pastor Rosalinda, from someone that was visiting in the tent, who was the first one to tell about the super, the the, the 87 uh, as a matter of fact, I think I forgot to mention this. I did. What was the Lord? 80, in 2008, 87 tornadoes touched down in our nation on Super Tuesday in 2008. Got a text from her, from somebody that was present in the meeting. Said, just wanted Pastor Kim to know. I pre- She's from New Jersey. They drove three and a half hours. Come on, somebody. Down to Washington, D.C. to be in the meeting. She said, I just want Pastor Kim to know that I did a little bit of research about 2008 and 87 tornadoes touched down on Super Tuesday. The swirl is something that is set in motion with the intended to complete. Are you with me? I have one more. So before we left California... I get a text from someone that says, there's a fire that's break, broke out in Flags, near Flagstaff, Arizona, and it is called the Tunnel Fire. And it is approximately 14 miles from Flagstaff, Arizona. You can't make this stuff up. I said, you can't make this stuff up. I go to that great length, and I'm almost done today, and then we're going to pray because we are going to release the pressure of the presence of God, the glory of God over nations. I say all of that today to give the confirmations of the prophetic because in this hour, like Esther, the church in this nation and the nations of the earth are faced with a request from Mordecai. Are you going to rise and take action and shine and shout? Because if you remain completely silent, God will make a way to save, but you're going to perish. Come on. You have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Well, what do I do, Pastor Kim? You do what you know to do by the Spirit of God. You discern the times. Come on. You begin to speak into it. You begin to pray into it. You begin to take action. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I spoke this by, 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 the, 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 the voice of the Holy Spirit here a couple of gaps or so ago. I can't remember. It all runs together now. I've been to so much church. Come on, somebody. Been in a lot of church lately. 
But, I, but, but that the Lord was going to give entrepreneurs supernatural wisdom in the body of Christ. He was going to give entrepreneurs, true entrepreneurs, not want to be, but true entrepreneurs, supernatural wisdom. Those who are gifted, had the gift of God on them in this season that we are in. And I'm telling you, those businesses and those people are going to have a mantle for such a time as this in the marketplaces and in the communities to rise and to shine and to shout with the anointing and the power and the favor of God. God has you where he has you for such a time as this. God is placing you where he is placing you for such a time as this. Does it really all that big of a deal? I'm telling you, until a national stronghold comes down, it's going to affect the churches. It's going to affect the families. It's going to affect the regions. And whose responsibility? It is the responsibility of the church. My response? Yes, your responsibility is that your idea? No, it was Jesus' idea. Occupy until I come. Fill the void until I come. Don't sit there. Don't be passive. Occupy until I come. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Oh, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Shout and shine for such a time as this. Because the only way to diffuse the concealable swirl is with a swirl that is stronger than it. And that, my friend, is the voices in a nation that execute the righteous decrees, destroy the wicked plots. It is prophetic intercession and it is providential intercession. It is those who are mantled with the glory of God. And I'll close where I started. I need the worship team to come. While it seems like that darkness is getting bolder and more dense or denser and more blatant, as the picture I showed you a few moments ago, down, gonna be down in South Carolina, but I believe the church in South Carolina is gonna rise. Come on, the true church, the remnant church. Only the light of his glory can expose the origin of the swirl. Come on. Only the light of the glory can expose that this goes on a personal level all the way up to a national level. Only the light of his glory can expose the origin. Nothing can hide from the glory of God. And God's church is the one that carries his glory. A life, a family, a church, and nations are riding on the capacity of glory that is in the church. Second Corinthians three. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit, we sang it this morning, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom and we all with unveiled face, we reflect the Lord's glory. I'm ending where I started with. We reflect the Lord's glory. Look at this. And we are being transformed into his image. Watch this. With ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. How do I know that things are going to shift and things are going to turn? Because you and I will not settle for anything less than the glory of God. And if we're not going to settle for anything less than the glory of God, that means there's going to be an ever-increasing glory that comes from the Lord. The path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter and brighter. And we stand in this place every time we come together. And one way or another, we cry out, Lord, show us your glory. Because when his glory rests on his church, it creates a swirl of supernatural light, a tsunami of who he is. Oh, and it comes against the darkness and the swirl of the enemy. I'm telling you, how do you diffuse the concealable swirl? 
you arise in the glory of God and shine for his light is on his church. Thank you for listening in to the Fresh Start Church podcast, where we exist to influence a nation with revival. You can order Pastor Kim's book, Doorkeepers of Revival, at doorkeepersofrevival.com. And you can listen to Fresh Start Revival Worship on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you stream your music. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.